Back Fortune podcast is brought to you in part by Legacy Now. Legacy Now is a ministry I lead that exists to serve those that serve others, primarily in the student ministry space. If I can serve you and for more information about my ministry or to connect with me on social media, you can find more information at LegacyNow.me. That's LegacyNow.me. All right. Hey, welcome back to the Back Fortune Podcast. I'm really excited about this one. Get to hang out with one of my really good friends that I can't wait for you to hang out with as we uh, chill in the porch sun. It's actually a kind of a, like a spring-like day here in Georgia. It's been a, been a while since we've had one, so it's a good night to be on the porch. But uh, please say hello to my good friend, Tim Strickland. Tim, say hello to the people. Hey, how's it going, Jay? Hey, guys. Tim and I met, we were just trying to figure this out, maybe 12, 13-ish years ago. Yeah. I was working for the middle school ministry at our church, and you were a middle school ministry volunteer, formerly called Extreme at the time. Yeah. Now it's sure. called Transit. Yeah. Wow. 13 years ago. It's crazy. Did it feel like 13 years ago? You know, it seems like it's been a minute, but, <laughs> <laughs> but not that <laughs> Yeah. Some days it does. Yeah. Uh, no, man, Tim. I met Tim. I'm just going to keep it real, real. There's no reason not to lie about this. So I met Tim and his co-leader at the time, and they introduced me to two other guys uh, who they were interested in coming on as small group leaders, who those two guys, uh, Tim and Easy, have become really good friends as well. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about your group in just a minute. And they came on as leaders, and not too long after they came on, I believe we were over at EC's house. Y'all had your men's group, and you invited me to come over and hang out. And we're sitting on his back porch, and the cigars came out, and the bourbon came out, and the real talk came out. Not the superficial talk, but, like, the real talk. And I was like, these are my people. (laughs) This was well over a decade ago, and y'all have been my people ever since. And it's it's been awesome, man, getting be a part of your community but tell me a little bit uh, about the story of Tim Strickland kind of give an overview of your journey well you know one of the guys that spent the first thing 13 years of my life here in Georgia Gwinnett County so that's pretty crazy not a lot of guys have done that uh, I, uh, then moved to North Carolina when I was uh, just in middle school junior high school they called it back then and then uh, went to junior high school high school college uh, up in North Carolina uh, NC State, and then um, moved after after college, moved down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where my mom was at, and went down there for a summer, and it became an 18-year summer. I met my <laughs> wife, and and uh, started a family, and and all that kind of stuff, and you know, re-engaged. Uh, what I'd say, re-engaged with the church. I, you know, kind of didn't walk my faith much when I was in my high school and college years, but. Uh, when when you start a family, you get yeah. serious about a a relationship with a lady. Uh, it seemed like that was a, a, a significant yeah. time. Yeah, that's cool. A good time to go to church. Yeah, good time. To, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And then we moved up here uh, in 2000. A job opportunity uh, brought me up here, uh, but uh, honestly, I, I, Tony and I had talked about you know. We, we'd come to Atlanta a bunch and we really liked Atlanta and uh, you know I wanted to raise my son saying yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am believe it or not that's, yeah uh, uh, sounds kind of hokey but it's true you know and that was not going to happen in South Florida uh, because there were so many people doing uh, you know private schools and all that good kind of stuff everywhere 
Um, it just was a was a different thing. There's a lot of kids on our street, and none of them went to the same schools. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. Moved up here in 2000, so we've been here since then. How about that? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, so since I've known you, you've been a part of this incredible men's group. Tell tell me a little bit about that journey. That group of dudes, like, how long have y'all been meeting now? Yeah, so we started a meeting. I think we went on a mission trip um, in about 2006, um, and some of these guys were on that trip. And uh, you know, we came back, and I'd been looking for like a men's accountability group. We'd gone through the group thing where. Uh, you know, couples groups, things like that. And we, we enjoyed those. Those were fun. Um, but I was looking for something a little bit more uh, that I could share my challenges with. And yeah. I, and we could, uh, accountability group, that kind of thing. And so my wife actually encouraged us, why don't you, why don't you start a group, start a men's group? And so we did. And some of the guys, this group of guys, we started it and um, it's been more, it's been a life changing group for us. I mean, uh, our families, uh, and we've done the last, since 2006, done the last 13 years of our lives together, hmm. uh, raised our kids together, um, uh, went through the good, the bad, the ugly, the challenges, the, sure have. all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's been, these will be the guys one day that'll carry my casket. You know, hmm. they, they're my band of brothers, the guys that I, I go to when, when uh, when the going gets tough yeah and uh and also we celebrate together you know we celebrate each other's uh, lives and that kind of thing of course you've you've been around some of those uh celebration opportunities <laughs> <laughs> true story true story so i'm not fit for the podcast let's just be honest. um no man i love it i mean i i you know this tim but i brag about you guys all the time to other people because um, it's just real like y'all and not to be awkward, but just, I mean, y'all have had, not you personally necessarily, but I mean, there's been marriage issues or issues with kids or issues with jobs. And I've just watched you guys be there for each other through some of the really hard times, but also, you know, there's been celebrations, there's been marriages, there's mm-hmm. been kids, there's been grandkids, there's been, you know, just all kinds of different things. You guys have literally navigated life um, at the same time keeping your faith a very central part and cultivating that and challenging that uh, it's been cool to watch and see you guys do what you do for sure I'm honored to be a adopted member of the family for sure oh yeah for sure well you are it's um you know I, I look at it it's kind of we we kind of grew in our faith in our walks together hmm. and had some common interest about serving about investing in the lives of young men and men and yep. that kind of thing and and that 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 bonds a group together and then obviously uh you know those times where you are, are celebrating marriages and children and all that other kind of stuff and then you know also the the downsides of life uh, can certainly uh bond around that too because those are the people that lift you up and are, are helping you walk when yeah. you feel like you can't, you know, and so uh, it, I don't know how, you know, it's it's one of those great blessings that God's put in our lives. Mm, agreed. And, uh, you know, I'm grateful for it, for sure. True story. Well, once you actually have real community, it's hard to imagine life without 
I mean, I think of my own men's group, just without those dudes in my life and a chance to talk about stuff and process stuff and just vent stuff or ask if I'm wrong or ask, am I doing anything right? Or whatever that is, it's just so cool to have that safe place. Yeah. You know, to be able to navigate. Well, it's a, a place of trust and it also, and the humility to be served. You know, that's one of the hard things as guys is we find it hard. Mm. We, we've, we find it easy to serve others, but I think we find it very hard to allow someone to to truly serve you and yep. that takes a humility that's not natural it's it's difficult hmm. and uh I, I i think that's something that you that's a learned behavior it's not one that it's we're story. innate with or that's innate in us so yeah it's really easy to ask people to be vulnerable or to ask people vulnerable questions it's hard to be the one on the other side when people are asking you those questions to go <coughs> um well yeah. uh moving on anyway um <laughs> Well, on that note, and and you guys have been incredibly open about this, and this is just part of the story God's given you, but um, I watched your community, or our community, I'll say ours, mm-hmm. um, a couple years ago, step in in the middle of something really awful. Your family's had to navigate a pretty crazy tragedy. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, well, um, you know, it's uh, we, we lost our son three and a half years ago, Taylor, and you know that was something you never want anybody to have to walk through it was it was horrible it was a time that you're kind of numb uh and the group just the families rallied around us and kept tony and i um just breathing Hmm. you know i remember that just trying to keep breathing every day and get up every day and try to have a positive outlook on things when things were feeling pretty hopeless at the time Mm. and uh you know you were there that that next day there was a group of guys that we was just to do something uh and it's you know that community rallied around us i don't know how we would have done it without that um Mm. and they just keep walking alongside of you until you know you you get through this acute pain where someone's reaching in your chest and pulling your heart out and that goes on for a while and Mm. and then um god starts working with you and working to keep you uh, intersecting with things that matter as you as you navigate that whole grief uh road and you know i think we're we feel like we're on the other side of it to a point every day you know you still are reminded but um this group helped helped us do that helped us navigate that yeah. and and also a, a strong community at church and people who who oh, love yeah. us you know was a, was a big deal it was a big deal i remember hearing i believe it was the next sunday you went to church hmm. and there was like a line of people waiting to hug you yeah yeah <laughs> remember that hearing that story a, and... that was a crazy that happened on a tuesday and that Sunday, I walked into Transit, our middle school ministry, and there was 50 guys waiting there in line yeah. to give me a hug and tell me they love me, and and you know that's special. It's special, and you know that that kind of uh, that kind of community is 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 what we uh, dream of, <laughs> what we want, and uh, you know. It's a pretty cool environment, yeah. for sure. You never hope you need it like that. 
But you're grateful no. it's there when you do. Yeah, for sure. For, for sure. sure. I uh, I look at that as one of my one of the hardest days of my life, but also one of the hmm. fondest. Wow. Because uh, I, you know, there was there was a, a couple songs they played that day that just kind of reached right into my heart. Wow. And and I remember them, and it was just beautiful and raw at the same time. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's beautiful and raw at the same time. So I get it. Um, yeah. So that that that's essential. I mean. Yeah, I just yeah. remember. Maybe I've told you this. Maybe I haven't. But the night it happened, I got a call, and you were in a business meeting, mm-hmm. and a bunch of us knew about it before they were able to tell you, and we were all scrambling. Like, do we go over? No, don't go over. And a friend of ours went over with his wife, and then we were all yeah. told to hold back, and. Um, we were all circling and communicating to each other and it was really this family of people all of a sudden who cared about you guys were wanting to jump in but we were told not to and we were all like yeah. ah! and then yeah. um, just to watch the season afterwards where uh, just God's people did their thing pretty cool to watch I know that wasn't easy but in the middle of that you and Tony your wife have I'm sure there's been good days and bad days and, and everything in between, but um, it feels like, um, and we're going to talk about Christ and Smokies in a minute, but it feels like it's kind of given you a little bit in this season of your life a renewed purpose, a renewed message. Can you share about that a little bit? Yeah, that certainly was, uh, you know, I've, I've been involved in young men's ministry, men's mm-hmm. ministry, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this whole idea, I think, even way back when you were serving in the middle school yeah. world, uh, the idea of passage to manhood, the invitation of young men into uh, the masculine community, the, the men's community, and this whole arena. Well, it finally uh, accentuated, and Taylor and I got to do something like that. Um, when it was on his 21st round when he was 21. We went out to a camp called Christ in the Rockies. It was a, a adventure, father-son adventure camp. Talked about what it means to be a, a, a Christian man in today's world and some of our challenges and all that good kind of stuff and and then you know we that, that was a, a life not life-changing I would say it was life-changing but it was an accentuation of you know his journey pivotal for him yeah pivotal pivotal for him for and, sure and so <clears throat> that just was something that was very special and and after Taylor passed away uh we I've went out and served at that camp that following year and it just got put it on my heart and said hey I want you doing this this is what yeah. I've been you know calling you to do for a while and you know I, I look back at all the coaching and all the investing in young men and the the leadership stuff and and God's been running that red thread through my life mm-hmm. for a long long time and and so we we committed to bringing Christ in the Rockies to Christ in the Smokies and which now that's what we're doing here we have a, a ministry called that and and uh, I think you've come up and seen some mm-hmm. of our crossover to manhood ceremonies or, and you know it's um, we're in our third year and uh, it's been going really really well it's it's amazing God gives us a privilege to sit on the sideline and be uh, engaged in this and watch what he does uh, we just are the facilitators to put the environment together, get the people there. And and it's a lot of the men in your men's group who no, are serving all, at the yeah, camp, which I the, love. Yeah, it's all the guys in our men's yeah. group. We, uh, we leverage their, their gifts to do that, and we all have kind of a like-mindedness to, yep. to do that. And 
So, yeah, it's it's kind of become our personal ministry, right? You know, in addition to, say, a transit uh, and men's ministry at our yeah. church. But, yeah, this, this one is... Um, you know what we put together to help honor Taylor's legacy, and to also play it forward for others. Yeah. Uh, and we want that same thing. Uh, we believe in the next generation of Christian men uh, and families. And maybe you don't know this, so this is this is a hundred thousand foot question. But any idea how you go from just the worst pain to purpose? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we talked a lot during that time about mess to message or pain to purpose. But yeah. to you and your brain at all, I know that you were, you get, you're a get stuff done guy. See what I did there? I was clean. I, I did that well. <laughs> um, but um, no, but you're a practical man. You're a great leader. Like, have you had any chance to think about how do we get from this awful thing that now we're carrying this ministry because we want fathers and sons to do life together? Yeah, I, I think that. Um you know, at the physical pain and the hurt and the grief and all that stuff goes. Uh, it is an acute thing for a while, and then God starts working in our hearts and working in us to take what's, you know, a very hard, hurtful thing to something that uh, that He can do something beautiful with. Yeah, and. It takes time in us to do that, but mm. if we're open, uh, I, I think with situations like that, people either uh, run away from God or they yes. run to God. Hundred percent. And I, all I knew to do was to run to God, and literally, early on, I just said, "I'm gonna crawl up in my daddy's lap. I don't know what else to do." Which and which. It's cool to hear you say that because you're one of the strongest alpha males I know. <laughs> and to hear you say, I can't do it alone. I need my daddy. Like, that's pretty cool. Just for me to hear that, honestly. Yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> and that was true. I remember. And, you know, all I can say is that if you move towards him, he'll give you what you need to be the man you're supposed to be for your wife, your family, and your community. So... If you keep pursuing that, he's going to put those things yeah. in front of you, and you know maybe a little bit of a, I call it a little bit of obedience. Sometimes hmm. he takes that and, and gives you purpose in. You know, I don't know that we all immediately. Oh, that's my purpose. It takes time. It's a journey to that. Yeah. But but it had been a journey he had started uh, decades ago. In yeah, me. for sure. And I didn't know it, but he did, and. So it was one of those kinds of situations that, you know, where pain met purpose. And once it, that happens, it changes that in you. And so is the pain still there? Yeah. Every day, I think, that I'd like to have him here. Sure. But I know... I've been given a purpose while I'm here yeah. to be able to do what I've watched what you, need you to do. especially with the dudes. I've just watched you, gosh, in various back porches across various states. <laughs> We've wrestled with this and watched you wrestle with it. Um, and I love your vulnerability. And, you know, it hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been clean. It has not been one day it was bad and now I have a purpose. It's been yeah. a journey. And you've been um, 
kind enough to bring many of us in on that process, and it's been cool watching you just wrestle with that. But um, there'll be many more days of wrestling, I assure you. <laughs> oh, you mean you're not done? <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, no, but it's cool. I, I think part of your story, though, that I loved him. That um, I think it's cool, and what I hope someone gets from this is, no matter what situation you're in right now, when you're hearing this, um, God very well might have a divine purpose way more than you imagine through things that don't make sense or don't feel like they're right. Oh, yeah, for sure. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that because <laughs> yeah. we don't see that. When, when the when the fog is real thick and the storms are real hard, sometimes we need people to... And honestly, let's be... And we've talked about this. There's those times where life's real bad or you're navigating something really awful. We, I remember a specific moment you and I talked about this when I was navigating something personally. And I'm like, the worst thing you can tell me was, hey, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Hey, buddy, just hang in there. Yeah. Like, that was the worst thing you could have told me in that moment. I needed someone to go, hey, this sucks. Yeah. And I'm with you. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that may all well be true that it will be okay. But, <laughs> you know, that isn't where you're at at the moment, right? Correct. You know, uh, I, I get it. I get it. Well, um, what I would say is that, uh, you know, We've, we've taken steps and this Christ and Smokies ministry is, has been something that's become a blessing that my wife and I are yeah, investing sure. in. We have a legacy foundation for Taylor. It's called well, Taylor. well, share about that. Share a little bit more of the heart and vision behind not only Christ and the Smokies, but this Taylor scholarship and what you're doing with that. Yeah, so we have a foundation called the Taylor Strickland Legacy Foundation, and it's really uh, about what, what mattered to Taylor. And Taylor was a, was a family guy. He oh, loved yes. his family yes, and he, did. he loved giving. So it's around family ministry, yeah, men's ministry, you know, uh, father-son stuff like Christ in the Rock, uh, Smokey in the Rockies are, are part of that. Um, Tony's kind of doing some other things with it now that are gonna be more family ministry oriented uh, and, you know, investing in, in other young men. Uh, you know, he loved, serving at North Point and uh, and when he was in high school he loved being a transit leader and so we're we're investing in young men that are investing in others you know that kind of thing and I still remember he'd come in on a Sunday and I'd smack his hat in the bill and he loved it <laughs> yeah yeah he, he had that big old grin on, that big old grin on his face he liked his ball caps yeah for sure but um you know so that we're doing and then obviously that's invest we're taking monies from that and investing it in Christ and the Smokies so that um, you know, we don't want, we want fathers and sons to, uh, you know, in a perfect world, every father and son or every father and son-in-law would get to go through this and, yeah. and experience it. Um, we know that's not reality, but, you know, if we could, that'd be the case. And so, you know, we're providing scholarships for some fathers and sons or father that, that may not be able to afford it. It's, um, it's a four-day adventure camp where we do whitewater rafting, we do uh, rock climbing, we do uh, hiking, we do high adventure stuff woven in with uh, some big rock ideas about what it means to be a man in today's world, hmm. comparing and contrasting what our default as guys are, which is to first Adam, and what our hopes are, which is Jesus, yeah. and compare and contrast these big rock ideas on how they handle them. Hmm. And say, okay, I get it now. I understand what I'm. Hey, I'm not, I'm not there yet, but I know what I'm shooting for, and hmm. I know what my my default nature is. 
so we have to work from that right so um man i tell you i wish i'd have heard these truths when i was mm. in my 20s uh or late teens because you know i uh i chased all the the uh, wrong things you know yeah. the the ball you know get my validation from the ball field or the bedroom or the boardroom or the billfold all of those that uh that you know guys kind of seem to chase you mm. know and realize that wait a second when you kind of get there and you get to what the world perceives as success and you're like wow that's it yeah okay empty but, but it's a little empty you know I'm not feeling great about my son and my relationship or my wife and my relationship yeah. and all that kind of stuff and that that's not life-giving so that's really what we're trying to do is help help yeah. uh, others understand that and experience it so that when you walk out of that adventure um, you're walking side by side as father and son as sons okay and, and you know that's that's the bottom line is we're all in this journey uh, together and that's 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 a beautiful thing too yeah um, so that's, well, I, that's I, I think goal. and I learned this from you guys really in the passage to manhood thing you did with middle school and I had the honor to go to some of the eighth grade events y'all did uh, and I think what blew me away, and, and I've kind of come to terms with it, but um, what you did at that event is you asked the dad to share his story with the son, and that was as much a ministry opportunity. And in some cases, the sons were more aware of their story or more mature. And for the father to have to come to terms with his own story and to be able to share his story with his son. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're all fans of Eldridge and that whole mm-hmm chain of men's ministry books and water heart and all that stuff and raising a modern day night and all those books that challenge biblical manhood and i think for me when i saw that in person the how frail a father is in front of his son when he's fully known or tells his story uh, there's a famous one that we've we've talked about all the time about this one dad that said something shocking to his son and the whole room just kind of had to oof but how powerful that was. That son will Huge. never forget that the rest of his life. That his dad right. looked at him and charged him with some pretty powerful words. And Heck, I'll remember it. I'll never forget it. You know? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about it now. It was a long time ago. Or yeah. another guy in the group whose dad said something that was really powerful that night. And his son had some uh, aversion of special needs. And yeah. A very powerful moment that I, I, I still goosebumps thinking about that night. Yeah. But to me as valuable as that was for the kid to hear that it was almost as valuable for the father to come to terms on how to say it right am Absolutely. i right there oh yeah that's a huge part of it we all ought to be able to need to be able to articulate our story <clears throat> to those we love and that we care about so that um it it does something it's not it our story is not for us our story is for others right oh. Mm, you're talking my language <laughs> and and so <clears throat> that's one of the things we do at Christ in the Smokies is we help dads there's three big ideas that we that we help them with and one is we help them do a father's blessing you know and think about the power of that getting a blessing from your dad in public about what he thinks mm. about you man that just something something wow. in that just feels right and uh, they get to do that and we help them kind of prepare that a little bit. And then they get to tell their story to their sons privately mm. uh, in a great setting. And then that they get to later on um, invite their sons into manhood 
into the community of men and give them a charge for their life, uh, saying, I see this in you. I, 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 I'm excited about watching you in your next season of, you know, you're going to be a great dad one day. Whatever those things yeah. are, lifting it, words of affirmation and courage are, are huge. And that's really what the key things are about this camp is helping men and young men because uh, the dads get as much, if not more, out of it than the sons yeah. do. Uh, transition from living for affirmation and trying to find affirmation in everything and live out of affirmation of who's they oh, that's are. That's so good. And and that's a big deal. Oh, gosh. That's a big deal. So. Especially in today's world, just the technology, smartphone, TikTok, Snapchat world we live in now, just this brain that doesn't know how to read. I was talking to a leader tonight at church, just like... My guys really don't understand how to receive, like, relationship. They don't know how to receive the fact that I care about them. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just weird transaction right now relationally with teenagers. Like, they don't know how to receive that because they just don't necessarily veer towards relationships the way their brains work now, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, that, you know, that's one of the things receiving is, the humility of receiving something from someone is is a big deal. Yeah, I'm not good at it. Yeah, that's that's hard, it's hard for me too. Yeah, I mean, I'm not good at all. you know, that was one of the hardest things about when Taylor passed away, and and we were the center of all this receiving of love and whatever. It was, it was, it was very hard. It was humility uh, that you had to have to receive yeah. it, and it just wasn't something that was. It felt uncomfortable, but I loved it. Does that remember, make sense? I remember the point where we were like, hey, just leave the meal in front of the door. <laughs> right? Am I right? Was I right? Because it was like, every, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, there was a point, and I've, I, you know, I've told you this, but there's, I've shared this in a lot of talks I've done or conversations with people over the last couple of years. There was something that, that you and your wife, Tony, did at the funeral and you shared that I thought was an incredible challenge. And it, and it comes back to what you were just talking about. And you got on stage and you said, um, obviously talked about his life and and the person that we knew and loved but you talked about this really powerful uh, three-word thing where you said there was nothing left unsaid Mm, and that when taylor took his last breath he knew he was loved by you and he was loved by god and you knew that he loved you and you knew that he loved god and that picture you painted out i mean just but the peace that god is as much as the longing for him he's gone God's given you a little bit of peace knowing there was nothing left unsaid. Oh, for sure. And to me, that drives a little bit of this conversation with fathers and sons, too, because a lot of the wounds sons have is because there's a lot of stuff left unsaid. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, we all have wounds from our family of origin in some form or fashion and and what didn't get said or what did get said. (laughs) And... uh, um, we have to go back and, and make sure that the things we... Words are either life-giving or life-taking, right? Oh, man. And yes, sir. So we want to be about being life-giving. And that's not always easy, right? You know, in the just crazy of everyday living, uh, you know, if we're honest, you know, <laughs> I want to say I'm giving more life-giving words than I am life-taking words, but oh, there's some yeah. of both. You know, I and, yeah, and, I do. but I mean, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but the idea that um, you know, leaving nothing unsaid, uh, nothing left unsaid, that was something that my wife kind of 
talked about and it just kind of clicked with me i said you know that yeah. that 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 is right on we knew that and so part of christ and smoke is is giving dads the opportunity to make sure there isn't something left unsaid and, i love that, you know man. and the more you get you can do that the better you get at doing that in your families and in your future lives and all that other kind of stuff and you know i i want to I want to be known as a life giver, not a life taker, hmm. and you know that's 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 a you know that's our our goal, right? Adam was about life taking, and Jesus is about life giving, and our transformation t- from one to the other is is our journey. Hmm. And <clears throat> sometimes I feel I'm further down that path than than others, you know. <laughs> other times I'll say, not other people. I get that, <laughs> but. Uh, no, you I, have those days where something happens. And you're like, I didn't know that word still lived in me. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it's still there. Yeah. Thought it was gone. That's fun. So, I mean, but, hypothetically, of course. <laughs> well, I I use the word a lot um, for me legacy, and then when you, um, you know, obviously that's a word that I'm passionate about for a lot sure. of reasons. As I think about relational ministry and investing in others and giving their life away and. When you guys started the Taylor Stricken Legacy Foundation, we talked about it, and I mm-hmm. love that. And so tell me, to you, what is that word legacy? What is that, as you hear that word, what, what does that mean to you, the word legacy? Yeah, so legacy was one of those words that I struggled with a little bit after Taylor passed away. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was a word that, that brought up a lot of negative feelings for yeah. me. Because, you know, that part of our legacy... Um, was cut off at the knees, right? So, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> the more I started thinking about it, the more I look at legacy. Legacy is, you know, uh, what we've done with the time we're given, uh, and to be able to be part of something way bigger than us. Uh, and it's the connection of those we love at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, those people that love us and those people that we love, uh, and what and that whole piece of it that's our legacy um you know uh, the idea that you know 10 generations from now they're gonna know who tim strickland is that that really doesn't matter Mm. Um, i hope they know that hey uh, one day that they look back and say you know he he loved god he loved his family and and he loved others Uh, he was a mess at times but (laughs) <laughs> what comes through is that he loved other people, and uh, you know, I guess love God, love others. That's that's what we're instructed to do. And legacy is, you know, building something that God lets us jump into the game with, and be part on, be on His team, and uh, and that's a cool thing. That's a cool thing that He can take. Uh, guys like you and me and do who are hot messes do do pretty cool glorious hot messes yes well and taylor i mean let's be honest i mean we we know this we've talked about it back here a bunch i mean taylor uh, we don't want to cast this vision that taylor was the saint perfect human because uh you know we uh i love that man dearly and he had some struggles like Mm -hmm. we all do and Mm -hmm. uh, what i loved about taylor though is he owned it and he always rebounded and he always found uh, the other side, you know, yeah. if I'm saying that right. For sure. And we all we all fall. We all correct. We all get. Uh, so legacies aren't always like this perfect, clean, like. <laughs> no. 
You know, I think sometimes we think legacy, we think like this perfect person who did it all right. And that's just not always the story, right? In fact, the real ones are actually full of as much junk as it is the good stuff. Yeah. Well, I think we learn more of our mess than we do out of... I mean, I, I never really learned anything that didn't cost me blood, sweat, tears, or money. Gosh. You it's know, like, as a guy, you know, yes. I think ladies are smarter than us that way. You know, they'll listen and they'll hear and they'll make adjustments. You know, I'm the old, I'm the young, I'm the guy that's, hey, yeah, don't touch that, the stove's hot. And I'm like, how hot? Yeah, let and me I'll show you how to like, oh, yeah, it's hot. <laughs> but know? I'm going to try it again. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just that's uh, that's how we're wired, us guys. So, um, so yeah, the idea that you know we we all are processes. Mm. You know, we're all part of this journey, and we're going to make mistakes, and we're going to fall down, but we're going to get back up. Yep. And we know whose we are, and keep heading in the right direction. Even and that's really uh, all I hope that that I can continue to keep doing. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're, you're stewarding that very well, my friend. Well, if someone wanted to find out more about Christ and the Smokies, how would they do that? Yeah, so they could go online. We have a website, christinthesmokies.org. Uh, there's a video on there. It's pretty cool. Uh, I would encourage you to watch it. It kind of talks a little bit about our why behind the what yep. and then what we get to do while we're there and... Uh, you know, you can go see it on Facebook. You know, I'd love it if people would, you know, go check it out on Facebook and and uh, follow us or, you know, like and share I love share hearing stuff. you talk about social media. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I'm such a social thank media Thank God for Tony. Animal. Yeah, thank God for my wife. She knows how that all works. But, um, yeah, so, you know, either one of those two places cool. you can go. Um, you know, we're usually, my wife is very talented in writing and whatever so she's helping put together taking some of the stuff out of my head and putting it into words and then writing some stuff and so we're putting out you know uh, I think a couple times a month putting out some pretty good information out yeah. there. Yeah, no it is very good information <clears throat> I like it. You know and uh, you know happy that they can call us too there's there's an email uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, Tim at Christ in the Smokers if you want me to call you back or yep. give you a call uh, you're certainly w- welcome to do that and you know love to have a conversation with anybody about you absolutely know. I love that you've been so open-handed about conversations I've told you about several people that I'm trying to get involved with it and you're like man just let me know I'll go sit down with them like I love that you're yeah ready to carry the torch whenever given the opportunity yeah well it's it's um you know we want something for someone we don't want something from anybody Amen to that. That's, that's basically at the, at, the, at the bottom line. We know what goes on there, and we've seen it, and we just want that for everybody. Absolutely. So that's our hearts. Very cool. Well, Tim, thanks for hanging out on the porch tonight. Enjoyed having you here. Any last words? No, just thank you for having me, and uh, happy to sit on the back porch and smoke a cigar Heck with yes. you. And, uh, and, uh, well, in a cheesy, very cheesy way, but I mean it. Man, I'm very grateful that as I think about my legacy that you're part of that story. Man, I'm great. Glad our paths intersected for sure. Oh, yeah. Thank you, brother. Well, thanks for hanging on the porch this time. We'll see you next time on the Back Porching Podcast. Mm-hmm.